This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome on in. WIP Daily. Joe Gilio with you. Appreciate everyone listening, subscribing, following the podcast. Of course, you know what it's time for. Week 12 NFL picks. Love doing this every single week. My favorite picks for the week in the NFL. And it's a big one across the league. A lot of big matchups obviously spread out with the Thanksgiving games, Black Friday, and the Sunday and Monday games. And a big one with the Eagles, with the Buffalo Bills coming in. Hopefully not a trap game. I'm staying away from the Eagles this week in terms of the betting market and the line. It was three and a half at open Went to three midweek. I'm staying away from this game. It's hard to bet against the Eagles. I also think this is a trap kind of game with Buffalo needing it. Eagles on a short week. Niners next week. So I'm staying away. And this week, the theme is very, very simple for my picks. It is the one and a halfs. Every spread I'm on this week, five games, all with one and a half point spreads. I like the dogs in three. And uh, two of the games, I like the favorites in three of the games. Let's go with some one-and-a-half numbers here. Game number one, I mean, if you've been following this podcast during the NFL season and following my picks during the NFL season, you know where I always go. I have spent so much time picking the Pittsburgh Steelers and betting on them. And it's actually worked out quite a few times. I mean, they get ragged on uh, for their offense, but their head is above water, and they look like a team that very well could make the NFL playoffs this year with Mike Tomlin on the sidelines. Um, we know the offense has been terrible. They fired Matt Canada this week. I actually think this is a very good time for the Steelers and to bank on them this week. So a couple things stand out. One, I think they'll get a boost with a new offensive coordinator. Two, I think we're buying them at a very good price right now. Because, and Tomlin said this after the game on Sunday, a lot of defense, a lot of teams, their offense will look like garbage playing against this Browns defense. The Browns defense, by a lot of metrics, has been the best defense in the NFL this year. So you factor that in, yeah, I mean, obviously Canada stinks, and you have Kenny Pickett struggling out there. It's a road game, windy. I mean, is anyone really surprised that last week was a tough week for a struggling offense? I'm not. I mean, I'm not surprised that Pickett struggled. Here's what is real. Uh, about the Steelers in a good way. Jalen Warren and the way he's running this season is, I mean, he's running like a top five back in the league. I mean, he really has done a good job. I like them this week against the Cincinnati Bengals. Their defense has been pretty awful. It's getting worse as season goes on. It's the underrated part of the Bengals and why I didn't put them last week as one of my Super Bowl, my Super 7, and that's before the Burrow injury because I don't think their defense is any good. I think this is the, it's the perfect storm. Steelers against a backup quarterback in Browning. New offensive coordinator, a boost from going to play a bad defense after playing a good defense. I'm going to bring up the DVOA rankings right here for defense right now in the NFL. You'll be surprised at how far down the Cincinnati Bengals are. So defensive DVOA this year, a cleared, 
a number one by a mile right now in defensive DVOA on the season are the Cleveland Browns. They're, they're the best, and it's by you know a pretty standard deviation over Baltimore, who's number two. Dallas, three. KC, four. Jets, five. Okay, so that, that, none of that's really surprising. All good defenses. You have to go all the way down to 22 to find the Cincinnati Bengals. It's not a good defense right now. Meanwhile, Pittsburgh's defense, they go, get to go up against a backup quarterback again. They are ranked number seven. Give me the Steelers. Minus the one and a half Sunday in Cincinnati. Game number two, really, really looking forward, look forward to this one. This is one... I might go full screen. I might do it for Sunday ticket on Sunday. You know, I've been watching the games. I, I have the quad box up on my YouTube app on on the Roku. I'll usually put the NFL red zone on my iPad in front of me so I can watch, you know, everything going on, but then hone in on the four of the games and move the volume around. I might go full screen on this one, guys. I might do it. I can't wait for the Texans and the Jaguars. And I love this bet. I'm going with the Texans plus the one and a half. I bet the Texans a couple weeks ago to win this division at plus 230. They're coming off a win over Arizona. Hard fought, but a win. Jacksonville's coming off a nice day. They're probably their nicest day of the season or one of you know their two or three best games of the season when they beat up a, a hapless Titans team right now. But I think we're, we're getting a good number on the Texans, getting points here at home. I think we're getting the better quarterback in the game with the Houston Texans. I think we're getting the better defense in the game. Defense is actually pretty close, but we're getting the better offense overall, clearly, with the Houston Texans at home. They've had their number in recent years. They beat them in Jacksonville earlier this season. I think this is a big spot for the Texans to win this game outright. I will take the point and a half in the game. And you just think about these two teams, and I really think, you know, the passing game is just more effective and it is more trustworthy when it comes to, to C.J. Stroud. I, I just I, I think Stroud's a better player than Lawrence. I've been more impressed with Stroud, you know, four or five times in his rookie year than I really ever have been in the NFL with with Trevor Lawrence. Give me the Texans at home. Uh, I think their pass rush is starting to rev up. Will Anderson is starting to rev up here. And you think about the total DVOA on the season. Jaguars are ranked at the ninth, ninth team. Texans twelfth team. It's pretty close. I mean, we're talking about two teams that are fringe top ten teams. Separated by one, you know, one moment, uh, one, one game, right? And but so far this year, when they played, it was all Texas. They were better on special teams. They were the better team. Offensive DVOA, Houston is ninth, and Jacksonville is sixteenth. It's it, that's a pretty big gap to me. I mean, I think you're getting the better offense here. Now, look, Jacksonville's got a good special teams unit, and they've done um, a, a relatively good job on that side of the football this year, but the one team that beat them special teams wise head to head, that was Houston in that game at Jacksonville. I, I, I really like where we're going with this Texas team. I think they're going to win this division. They need this win to do that. Give me the Texans game. Number two, plus the one and a half All right, game. Number three, we're going to one that actually in a weird way has some playoff implications. I'm going to pull up the NFL standings right now, because if you look at what's going on in the NFC, I believe there is a real chance for some chaos. And I think with the seventh seed now in each conference, every year it's going to be worth a bet. Last year was almost the Lions. Two years ago it was the Eagles. This year it might be, uh, and I, I took it last week at plus 520, it might be the, the uh, Broncos in the AFC. I think every year because of the seventh seed and because that's generally going to go to an eight or nine win team. I mean, some years it might go to 10, but it might go to a nine win team in most years. That's probably going to be like eight point seven might be like the average win total after 10 years of the number seven seed. So teams that get off to a bad start, one and three, one and four, they got a long runway. I mean, you got a lot of season to go. I mean, you you get, you, you go seven and three the rest of the way, which isn't like 
crazy, and you're in the playoffs. So I think we could see that in the NFC this year, and there's a couple candidates. Obviously, the Green Bay Packers, a candidate. You know, the Los Angeles Rams, another candidate. You know, you go down, I mean, the Panthers are buried, Cardinals are buried, Bears are buried, Giants buried, Commanders pretty much buried, Bucks, Falcons, but then it's, it's the Rams and Packers. So if you look at it, there's really five spots in the NFC playoffs that are accounted for. You have the four best teams, Eagles, Lions, Niners, Cowboys, accounted for. They're all being in the playoffs. And you have the NFC South. Someone's going to go from that division, maybe multiple teams, but at least one team goes from the NFC South. That means that we have two spots to go. And in those two spots right now, as we, we discuss this, Seattle Seahawks, Minnesota Vikings. I don't think either of those teams are dead on locks to make the playoffs. I don't think either team is a lock to not fall apart. Now, the Vikings had a nice story, but they're playing Josh Jobs at quarterback. We'll see how they finish. Got two games against the Lions this season left. Seattle, we know, obviously played against the 49ers on Thursday night. But just look at the schedule for the Seattle Seahawks down the stretch of the season. Next week at Dallas on Thursday. Then at San Francisco. Then versus Philadelphia. At Tennessee versus Pittsburgh at Arizona. I, I see only two wins unquestioned on the schedule left. That's it. And like let's do the math. I mean, that doesn't that does not get them to 10. So I think a nine-win team is going to have a chance here. And I go to Los Angeles. That's a team to watch out for. I think the Rams could finish very strong. And I can't believe the line on this game that they're getting points in Arizona. I know Arizona's been very competitive. I know with Murray back, they are a better football team and certainly one that, you know, they should be able to win home games over four and six teams. Like, I don't think it's crazy. I just think the Rams are the better team and the Cardinals secondary is bad. It is a really, really bad secondary. And I think this week, another week removed from the original injury to his thumb with Puka Nakua out there with Tutu Atwell, we're going to get the, the Cardinals exploited in the secondary, and Stafford's going to be able to take advantage and go down the field. I like the Rams in this game getting points in Arizona. You know, there's about, a, I, I would say, if I were doing a full power rankings between across the NFL, there's probably a 10-spot gap between the Cardinals and the Rams. I'm not saying the, the, Card- the Rams are really good, and even middle of the NFL, I think they're probably a little bit below that. Maybe 16th, 17th, maybe 17th, 18th, 19th best team. But the Cardinals are 27, 28, 29th best team. I think there's a gap here, and I'm taking the points in a division game with a team that is just better and needs to win a stay at what I believe is in the playoff race. Give me the Rams plus the one and a half for game number three. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Three. Our game number four, let's go to a game that I think is going to be actually really interesting to watch. And I, I suppose we could see it again in January. And a team I chose to jump after really hating them last year, fading them early this year. I'm, I'm in now and I'm on this. Give me the Denver Broncos at home, minus one and a half against Dorian Thompson Robinson and the Cleveland Browns. Something's cooking here in Denver. It re- things have changed for the Seattle, C- uh, excuse me, the Denver Broncos. I guess I'm thinking Seahawks because we just talked about them and obviously the Russell Wilson factor in this. But Denver has quietly moved from tire fire to a solid football team. 
they're at home, they're against a backup quarterback, and it's their defense that has really, really caught my attention in the last five weeks. They're not terrible on the defensive side anymore. And on offense, you know, Russell Wilson has done a better job lately. I think it. if you were optimistic on the Broncos before the season, you were optimistic on Sean Payton getting the best of Russell Wilson. And I think he's done that. He has a 69% completion percentage, a 19 to 4 touchdown intercepts ratio. His QBR is only 50 and a half, 19th in the NFL. But at this point in Russell's career, I think this is around what he can be. I think middle of the pack quarterback is his ceiling, but he doesn't have to throw up on himself every week like last year. He doesn't have to be the worst quarterback in the NFL or a bottom three or four quarterback. He's competent. And a 50.5 passer rating is competent. You know, he on any given day he could be between the 12th and the and the 18th best quarterback in the NFL. Probably settle in to be like the 16th or 17th best quarterback. Is it worth the trade? The contract? No. But they're living what they have. They're getting by with what they have, and they can win games. And I think Denver's a real threat to get to the to get to the playoffs. Excuse me, Super Bowl. No, the Browns defense will make it hard on the on the on the Broncos. No question. I don't think they'll score a lot. But Russell has been. Pretty good this year protecting the football. If he does that, I think the Denver defense, which has really emerged here over the past three, four weeks as as a viable defense, will hold down the Browns. This feels to me like a very 16-13 game. I'll lay the one and a half with the Broncos. And game number five is the theme of one and a halfs continue here for my week. I'm going to go with the Atlanta Falcons putting Ritter back in against the New Orleans Saints. I'm not, you know, maybe I should be, but I'm not done with the Falcons yet because their defense. You know, I don't think the quarterback thing really even matters. I really don't. New Orleans defense has shown cracks in recent weeks. I think the Falcons have been unlucky considering how they've played this year. Ton of high leverage turnovers. Close games have gone the wrong way for them. You got car concussion protocol. If Jameis has to play, I mean, that's not good for a team that wants to rely on their defense. And I think the Falcons defense is better. They're sixth in defensive success rate. And they're only a little bit behind New Orleans at a lot of the, you know, analytic categories. I think they're even, and I'll, I'll, I'll lay the one and a half with Atlanta at home. This feels like a field goal game. It feels like a very 20 to 20 to 18 kind of game, 21, 17 kind of game in favor of the Falcons. I like them on Sunday. I still like them to win the division. I, I don't think that the choice to go back to Ritter is a crazy one. They got to figure out what they have, and they might be able to win this division with Desmond Ritter back in there. Give me the Falcons at home with the with the defense on their side in this game. I like them on Sunday. So the five games, all one-and-a-half point spreads. Steelers minus one-and-a-half over the Cincinnati Bengals. The Houston Texans plus one-and-a-half at home against the Jaguars. Can't wait for this game. The Rams are plus one and a half in Arizona. I don't really get why. I like that game coming up on Sunday. Give me the Broncos minus one and a half at home against the Cleveland Browns. And I will take the Atlanta Falcons minus the one and a half on Sunday at home against the New Orleans Saints. I think the the Saints are frauds. I've thought that from the jump of the season. That division is terrible. Falcons still have a real chance to win it. And, you know, Ritter coming back in a couple weeks ago and, and having a you know play after he was pulled out. And, you know, I, I think there's is an interesting story there where the kid's perseverance could be a big thing. Earlier in the year, we had talked about how he just never loses at home. Eventually he did, but he's a better quarterback at home. Two weeks to get, you know, the job back and his feet back under him. Saints defense leaking oil. I do like that play there. And um, and Sunday should be fun. 425, the Lincoln Financial Field. I'm staying away from betting, you know, the line on the game does feel trappy to me for the Eagles, but they've they've been able to avoid, 
you know, pretty much pit, pitfalls for two years now. All this football team does is win and win and win and win. We'll see what kind of Bills team shows up. And, of course, uh, we'll talk about it all in the midday show coming up on Monday and WIP Daily. So thankful to all of you for listening to the show, subscribing, following, sharing the podcast, and, of course, uh, listening to uh, what we do here on WIP Daily and everything that goes on on WIP. Don't forget, all the ways to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and and the YouTube page. Put up a lot of video podcasts there. Myself and Tucker Bagley. Appreciate you guys listening. Enjoy the games. Hopefully the bets hit this weekend, at least three out of five, and we win some money betting the NFL in week number 12. You guys have a good one. We'll talk soon on WIP Daily.